Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur, a lifestyle coach, and a content creator for my brand, LaRue. And if you're here today, it's because you're ready to elevate your lifestyle, live more intentionally, and achieve your dreams. And you found just the right place to do so. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Do The Damn Thing podcast, and welcome to our first ever two-part episode. I was ruminating on this idea of the fear of failure and conquering the fear of failure, and I started outlining my podcast ideas and just writing some stuff down, and I immediately knew that this was going to be a two-part episode because I have so much to say on this topic, conquering, overcoming, overpowering, overwhelming, and subsequently surrendering to your fear of failure to reach your greatest potential for success. So I started thinking about this topic under the context of the who, what, when, where, why, and how questions. And I started writing down these questions that I came up with under those genres. So I thought about the fear of failure and most people I don't think outwardly recognize I have a fear of failing. We just know that the desired result is what we want. And if we don't achieve that, then we're scared to go through the process of failing. So I started thinking about these questions. Why do we fear failure? Where does our fear of failure manifest itself into our lives? What allows us to perpetuate the fear of failure in our lives? When does the fear of failure keep us from change? And of course, the overarching question to this, how do we overcome or conquer our fear of failure? So in this first podcast of the two part, I'll expand on the why and where of the fear of failure paradigm and how it relates or is even birthed from our fear of success, which we've talked about before. So starting with our why question, why do we have a fear of failure? I strongly believe that a fear of failure and a fear of success subsequently comes from a need and desire to protect ourselves. Protect ourselves from judgment, disappointment, scarcity, lack of security, and ultimately devaluing what we feel we are worthy of. So if your end result is A and you know that B through Z could happen as well and those are the failures, you're already allowing yourself to think of the amount of failure possible to overwhelm your ability to succeed, which again devalues your worthiness to that desired result. So our fear of failure is simply our limiting beliefs manifesting themselves into actions that keep us from making progress in our lives or in our dreams. So these limiting beliefs are usually manifestations out of one very simple ideology. We believe we are not worthy of what we desire. So we've talked about this before. I've broken it down bit by bit in other podcasts, on blogs, but we're definitely going to dive into this topic today. When I say that these limiting beliefs are manifested into action, what I mean is that we perform self-sabotage, we keep ourselves from success, we keep ourselves from opportunities that could potentially move that needle towards that greatest desire because we're scared of the failure that could happen and even scared of the success. We cause self-sabotage in order to protect ourselves from taking that big step or that big leap and going for those big dreams. And then we cannon ourselves into smaller limiting beliefs until we reach a ceiling we believe to be safety. So to be very simple with the example I'd like to use, we usually manifest by way of numbers in thinking in terms of, you may think it's safe to earn $100,000, this being your glass ceiling. 
But then when the option or opportunity becomes available to earn, let's say, $250,000, we freak out and self-sabotage because of the change, because of the leap to success, because of the potential for failure. That's $150,000 difference, again, going by way of numbers. And that's a big difference in our opportunity for success. That gives you birth of wealth to open yourself to things that you've always wanted, buying a new house, buying a car, something that is a visual of your success. When these things happen, and especially when they happen overnight or just all of a sudden come to come into your life without this sort of maybe timeline leading up to it, then we certainly freak out and again, we self-sabotage. The fear of failure, therefore a fear of success, we feel we are not worthy of that amount or didn't earn that amount, so we stay below our glass ceiling. Now, I know this sounds kind of interesting, you're probably thinking, I'm certainly not afraid to earn that kind of money and that sounds really silly, like everyone wants that kind of money, that's that's how we live our lives and etc. Let me break it down for you. So with all that we do in life, whether it's a job or an income cap you're thinking of, whatever it may be, once the opportunity expands, grows, the potential for success, the potential for more becomes a scary limiting belief because in all of us, there is something that tells us it's either our childhood memories, the way we were taught, the way we grew up. There is something inside of us that tells us there is some point that that number or that value becomes too big and we're not worthy of it. So ask yourself what your big goal is. For the sake of ease, I'll stick with the money example. Ask yourself what changes when that manifestation or goal comes to light. What bad thing happens if you make $250,000 versus your maybe $100,000 right now? In a very blanket answer, things change. The opportunity for more comes into your life. The opportunity for relationships to change. The opportunity for need changes. And we see that expanse happening and we immediately go to the bad things that could happen instead of thinking, okay, this is all the opportunity for wealth I have in my life and this is what will change in a positive note. We immediately think to ourselves, that's scary. I don't want that change. And of course, we actually do want that change, but the change that comes with it, the besides the actual income change, is what we're scared of. So we subconsciously divert that attention somewhere else and begin to self-sabotage ourselves. What do we do to protect ourselves from the fear of success, failure, and change? We stay inside of our comfort zones. And our comfort zones can be very helpful at times, but I think that oftentimes our comfort zones is our form of self-sabotage. We limit ourselves to what we feel is safe and comfortable instead of pushing ourselves beyond those walls or into what's called your zone of genius. So the zone of genius is a term coined by Gay Hendricks in The Big Leap. You guys have heard me talk about that book several times. It is so fantastic. Highly, highly, highly recommend you go read it. Since then, there's been a slew of literature published on what is called the zone of genius. Um, and there's a book by Laura Garrett called Finding Your Zone of Genius. Also highly recommend you read. However, the zone of genius is where your personal expertise lies. For example, my zone of genius would be intentional living. I also believe, and there's been literature around this as well, I haven't looked into it as much, but I certainly believe that your zone of genius is also built upon your relationship 
with yourself. You are a genius on who you are. And when we nurture and foster that relationship, practice self-love and self-care and live with purpose and intention, we are always working within our zone of genius, which is ourself. When you live intentionally, when you have an honest relationship with yourself, when you do the things that push you outside of your comfort zone, you're increasing your zone of genius on who you are and what you're capable of. And you're breaking those glass ceilings in your life. So going back to the why do we have a fear of failure question if we're living intentionally or even if we're not and we're just kind of going day to day, but we're doing the things that we love. The fear of failure, like I said, comes out of this fear of judgment, disappointment, scarcity, lack of security, and ultimately devalues our worthiness, what we think we are worthy of achieving. So I think the lack of security is something that most people think of when you take big leaps in your career or just big leaps in general, things that you've always wanted to do. Like for me, a big, huge leap in my life would be uprooting my entire life and all that I have and moving back to New York City. That is definitely a ceiling I am working on right now. And out of protection, we think, okay, well, doing that would give me an entire lack of security. I potentially may not be in the financial freedom to do that yet or whatever your example is. And then I think, okay, well, I'll just stay in my safety zone. I'll stay in my comfort zone and I'll just wait until it's safe. I'm using air quotes, safe for me to move back to New York. So then from that, we birth these other emotions thinking, okay, people may be judging us. I'm judging myself. There's a disappointment. I want to get back there, but I, I feel I can't. I feel I'm not worthy of getting back there. And to preface this, I I have done so much work. I'm working on getting back to New York, um, but it's just an example that I'm using because I feel like most people can relate to the moving aspect. People want to be somewhere that makes them and happy and allows them to thrive, and New York is definitely that place for me. Once we recognize the fear, like I said, these limiting beliefs manifest themselves into smaller limiting beliefs. So we think, okay, from New York, obviously the aspect of security comes both financially and my actual safety. Like I'm going to be away from my parents again. I'm going to miss them. This is my comfort zone. We see ourselves shifting beyond all of that. And the options, despite the end result that we see, which obviously being New York would be an entire success for me, we kind of put these blurred windows in front of that. And in front of that end result, is about 10 windows of blurriness of the how, the why, the who, how am I gonna get there, who's gonna help me, when am I gonna get there, all of these questions that we have. And then from those questions, we begin to create these smaller limiting beliefs. We see these opportunities and think, okay, well, what are the things that are stopping me from getting there? So anyways, we go into this fear and it ultimately is the fear of failure, therefore the fear of success. So moving on to the where question, where does the fear of failure manifest itself into our lives is, like I said, the comfort zone. So we keep ourselves from success out of the fear of reaching our biggest goals. And I know, again, that sounds kind of like an oxymoron, but hear me out on this. If we didn't fear failure, therefore success, and believed in our inherent worthiness of all we desired, all we desired would be our reality. We wouldn't, ha we wouldn't be second-guessing ourselves. We wouldn't be questioning our worthiness, our deserving of something, our potential for that great success. And instead, we see an end result, that income, that job, that move, and we think, okay, what are the things that 
I can't do to get me there rather than all of the things I can do to get me there. And therefore, the fear of failure manifests itself in our lives by keeping us in our comfort zone rather than excelling in all that we can do. So our comfort zones, I strongly encourage you to dissect this and think about where you are potentially too comfortable in your life. And our comfort zone, safety zone, whatever you want to call it, zone of security, they manifest in the form of jobs, places, people, all working to keep us feeling very or too secure. So to go maybe with the job example, maybe you got a job two years ago and you know, you've know you kind of done all that you can with that position. When I think about this, I think about the Friends episode right at the end when Rachel is taking the job with, I believe it's Louis Vuitton in Paris. Ross is trying to keep her to stay in New York and obviously not take Emma, and he realizes he's in love with her, etc. You all know the gist. And she says, despite the increase in pay that Ralph Lauren is willing to offer her to keep her there, she says, I feel that I've gotten all that I can out of this job. And I think she'd been there for maybe six years. If you don't know me, you might not know that I'm a friend's fanatic. Anyways, so I think about that example a lot because I think it takes a lot of courage to recognize when where you originally started and grew all of this potential, I think there is a end that can come when you you can no longer take knowledge or learning experiences or opportunities out of wherever it is you're at. Like I said, a job, at a location, even relationships. And they come to a natural end and it's time for us to move on. And that can be that change can be incredibly scary for some people. I would say almost all people experience this in some aspect of their life. You have either two options. You have the courage to recognize that you need to make a change and you need to find a new job, exit a relationship, you know, find a new place to live, whatever it may be. Or you can stay in your comfort zone and potentially, I'll be very frank, waste your time not gaining value in whatever it is you're doing. That comfort zone has become so secure, it's literally our security blanket, that we think moving beyond that is literally terrifying. And that takes away that security aspect that obviously inherently every human desires. That's the process of our evolution. We see that potential new goal, getting a new job, you know, or asking for a raise or getting out of a relationship and starting new or moving somewhere. We see those goals as a ceiling that may be reached very soon and we fear it. So we question it and then again sabotage it because we're scared of what happens when we reach the success. So the fear of failure manifests itself in our life like I said, in the form of scarcity, lack, and worthiness. We are lacking happiness. I'll just continue with the job metaphor. Potentially lack happiness in our position, but the idea of going through application processes, interviewing, maybe potential disappointment, all of that seems too overwhelming to get us out of our current zone of comfort that we just think, you know what, I'll stay here maybe for another year and then I'll do it or maybe even six months and then I'll apply for new jobs. And before we know it, so much time has passed, potentially again, like I said, wasted time where you could have been excelling at something new. Not only have we seen the failure potential for result, we think to ourselves, okay, I'm going to go apply for these 10 jobs, but there's one that I really, really want. 
out of your lack of thinking that you are worthy, you potentially see yourself already failing that interview, already not getting the job. So you stay in your zone of comfort. And then we see that, that staying, that security blanket as failure. So not only has the fear of failure been realized, but we actually see this as a form of failure in our lives. And it's all birthed from that one simple ideology that we believe we are not worthy of what we desire when it is beyond that ceiling that we haven't reached yet. Hello friends, a brief interlude to remind you about the LaRue Lifestyle Coaching Program. This episode of Do the Damn Thing is brought to you by the LaRue Coaching Suite. There are three tiers to our coaching suite, intentional, transitional, and mastermind, all of which will help you transform your life and live intentionally. Whether you need focused and guided coaching or a complete transformation of your life, our coaching program will suit your needs. If you are interested in learning more about going through our lifestyle coaching program, head over to the blog and click the coaching link. And with that, let's head back to our podcast. These are all things, this fear of success, fear of failure. These are all things that we learn as children and then apply to in our future and as our adult selves. And I want to tell you guys about where this has been realized in my life. So if you don't know, when I was between the ages of eight and I believe 12, I actually competed in pageants. I competed in the National American Miss Contest for Miss Florida when I was young And when I was nine, I actually won Miss Florida, but it's not even the winning of the title that I want to tell you guys about. Mm -hmm. So a part of the pageant, you could enter these optional contests. It was modeling, actress, talent, I think a photo that you could submit, and a couple other maybe. I entered, I think, in like five optional contests. And I will say that I did really well that year. I was second, I was first runner up for talent and then I won the spokeswoman and the casual wear contest, which was like you, you know, you walk a runway. As a nine-year-old, I just thought I was queen of the world when I did that. But anyways, I also did the actress contest and they had about, I maybe I think like 20 commercials that you could choose from. And you had to memorize the lines and you could bring props on stage and then you had to perform it. If you are my age or around my age, you remember Limited 2, <laughs> the store that we all thought was the coolest thing in the world, like pre-Hollister period. So I chose the Limited 2 commercial and I was memorizing it for weeks. I bought clothes from Limited 2. I had bags that said Limited 2 on it, like they're shopping bags. And I had this whole like little spiel planned out and I got on stage. I was doing great. The commercial itself, like the vocabulary of it was all going really well, but I ended up dropping some of the shirts. I had them been carrying them behind my back. And when I would say something, I would like pull one out and do that. It was just like this whole ordeal. And I ended up dropping a couple, but I kept going. I got off stage. I think it was like maybe a minute and a half commercial that you had to memorize. And I got off stage and I just started sobbing. I was like, oh my God, I did horrible. I failed. That that was so bad. It was just like, I was so upset. And my parents had to come for me and tell me like, no, Lauren, you did great. You still went on. And I was just like, no, it was terrible. And I was just like screaming and crying and very nine-year-old Lauren. Anyways, (laughs) you get to the end of the pageant weekend and 
it's the awards ceremony where, of course, at the end, they crown Miss Florida. But throughout all of that, they go through all of the optional contests, a couple other like Miss Congeniality type things. And they got to actress and they start with, I think it's fourth runner up, then third, second, first, and then the winner of the competition of that like optional competition. They said they were moving on to actress. And I literally remember as a nine-year-old Lauren, I remember standing there in my dress and I just remember visibly relaxing. I was just like, okay, I can just chill through this. Like I totally didn't win. I didn't care. I was just like, there's no way I did horrible. I just visibly relaxed. Like my shoulders slumped. I didn't care. They get to the winner and they said my name. They said Lauren LaRue. And I was just like, is this a mistake? There's something wrong. This isn't right. My parents tell me this story and I remember this. You can see it on the video. I remember walking up. I was in maybe like the third line. I think there were 108, 10-ish contestants. I remember walking towards the front where the trophy was and I was just like looking around wide, doe-eyed, young Lauren thinking, is this a joke? Like, this isn't right. I think she needs to read that paper again. And the picture of me taking the trophy and posing with it is just like shocked. I'm just in utter shock. So moral of the story is I had been so convinced that I had failed that I didn't see the potential for all the success that I had. I succeeded. I said the commercial. I and I think that this is definitely what won it is actually that I dropped the clothes and I kept going. I didn't look around. I didn't I didn't stop. I didn't stutter. I just kept going and I crushed it. And I look back at the video now, obviously as an adult, I've seen it several times. Like that was the year I won. I later went on to get crowned Miss Florida. I remember looking back at the video several times and I just watched this young girl do this spiel. And then I'm so mad at myself now as an adult, knowing that I got off that stage and instead of saying I crushed it and saw the potential room for all of the success, I just saw the one tiny little bit piece of failure and thought I had failed. And so I visibly relaxed. I looked like probably a young shocked child walking on the stage, getting that trophy rather than walking up there with confidence, knowing that, hell yeah, I did this. I did great. I crushed it. I kept going and I'm only nine. Like, come on. I will give my nine-year-old self credit in knowing that I didn't have the self-awareness that I do now to know that that was an incredible success for me. So what I'm saying is that the fear of failure is definitely something we learn. The fear of success is certainly something we learn. We see it potentially from our parents, our siblings, our teachers in school, and we learn those fears and we learn our true place of worthiness within ourselves. And those are things that later certainly impede us from our greatest potential for success, which is truly abundant in this world. Instead of seeing all of the success we had in one moment, we look for the failures. When I was first starting this podcast, I would think like, oh my gosh, I don't want to listen to myself. I probably sound, you know, not great. And I'm definitely one of those people who doesn't like the sound of their own voice. (laughs) So I was just like, oh my God, I can't do this. I was in the middle of my coaching with Haley. I remember talking to her about this. Going into something like this, you have to have the utmost confidence in yourself because I am being completely vulnerable, sharing my stories with you guys, sharing my opinions, sharing my personal life with you guys, and knowing that there's a lot of room and a lot of potential for judgment. And there are going to be people who don't like what I have to say, don't agree with what I have to say. And some of those people may not express that disagreement in kind ways. And I knew I was opening myself up for that kind of judgment. And I was very scared. 
I remember thinking to myself, oh my gosh, what if I hate it? I'll have to re-record it again and again. And I was just like, I am putting in so much work and already I am just seeing the ways that I could fail or the ways that it could potentially hurt me. Instead of seeing the fact that I was sharing a voice on a platform that is brand new to me, I had taken all of this time to learn how to record, edit, do all of these things for the podcast. I was not giving myself credit and the space to see the success. Instead, I was just looking at all of the ways that it could fail or it could hurt me. And I went into this thinking, okay, if you haven't already, I definitely encourage you to listen to the first episode. Very much so a very vulnerable episode. I share my story with how I got to where I am in the last maybe three-ish years of my life, two-ish years of my life. I shared my journey of depression and a lot of the feelings and emotions surrounding the death of my brother. If I was going to walk into that episode recording that and thinking already that I was going to fail, there was no way that I was going to have any sort of success in that episode. So I remember sitting down before that episode and I did some tapping. I listened to my affirmations for a little while and I meditated and I did all of the things that I could to clear my headspace of that potential failure. When I know that the potential room for success was so much greater, the way I could grow this platform, the way I could speak to young women about their own potential for success was motivating enough for me to think, okay, even if this doesn't go the best, which of course is my first podcast, like it's not going to be top tier, a million people going to see it right on the first day. Like I knew that. So I knew that despite however many people ended up going back and watching it, they would see whether it was a year from now or even six months from now or even a month from now, they would see all of the ways that I've improved and the ways I've succeeded in doing this new endeavor. And that was a big step for me because confidence, especially in that year of struggling and doing all of the stuff, confidence was something I was very lacking in. And that was where my lack mentality would would remain. Do I have the confidence? Do I have the drive enough to do this? And for a while, I didn't think I did. Even when I had started, you know, my journey in intentional living on my own and then deciding to make it a career out of it in October and doing all of that, I still saw this wave of confidence that I would go through where I can do it, I can't do it, I can do it, I can't do it. And that was the fear of failure for me manifesting itself in my life. And The reason I told you guys that pageant story is because I realized that that's probably where that fear of success and fear of failure, I definitely, that's like my first memory of that emotion in my life. Thankfully, I remember that scenario being obviously that it was an incredible success. Not only did I win two other optional contests, I placed second in talent, but I won actress and then I went on to be crowned Miss Florida out of like 110 girls. I mean, that was... That's one of the major milestones in my life. I can't wait to pass that on to my children and potentially do those things with my young girls. Obviously not anywhere in the near future, but a long time from now, you know, those are things that I'm going to be able to tell my children and tell, talk to myself about and know that despite the potential for failure, which is in every scenario of our lives, we cannot let that failure keep us from making the progress and chasing the dreams that we want or else we'll be stagnant and we will be stuck in our zone of comfort forever and that is not where we want to be stuck I don't I personally I certainly don't ever want to be stuck in a zone of comfort for too long and I will talk about the comfort zone more in the next episode I do want to say that when I say getting stuck in your zone of comfort 
I certainly don't mean that we should just be pushing our boundaries and pushing our walls down every single day. There is obviously time and space for us to be in our comfort zone. We have to get comfortable with something before it is our comfort zone. So when you move to a new job, your immediate reaction shouldn't obviously be like, okay, I need to get another new job. I need to get a promotion. I need to get a raise. No, like you need to get comfortable in that position. You need to get comfortable in that job. And then once maybe a year, two, three, however, whatever job it is, whatever the qualifications are for it, you know, et cetera. Once you've become comfortable and you feel that maybe there's nothing more for you to get out of that job or maybe a promotion is needed or maybe you need, you need or want more responsibility, then you can begin to push yourself outside of your comfort zone once again and go on those treks, go on that journey for that new opportunity that's beyond that glass ceiling that you're already at. So next week in part two, I'll dive into the what and when of the fear of failure. And then of course, answering the question, how do we overcome or conquer our fear of failure? So thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the fear of failure. And of course, listening to the do the damn thing podcast in general, as always head over to the blog, laurenlarue.com for more amazing content. Don't forget to subscribe Share this episode with your friends and family if it resonated, and I will see you guys next week for part two.